Hi, Pastor Rob here from City East Church and MTL Ministries. What you hold is true. Is it really truth? Will what you believe get you through on Judgment Day? Are you keeping to the pattern of sound teaching held out in Scripture? In this series, Truth, Judgment and Eternity, I intend to deliver messages that check the solidness of our Christian foundation so as to guard the good deposit that was entrusted to us as Christ's ambassadors on this earth. Hi, it's Rob Cartledge of robcartledge.com and I just want to start this podcast by just relaying to you a, a sort of a back and forth argument or debate that I had with a guy that I'm just going to call D for now and uh, we went back and forth on the topic of Christmas. Why I wanted to relate this to you is because I'm sure there will be a lot of Christians out there who are going to relate exactly uh, to either my point of view or D's point of view uh, in relation to Christmas and I'm going to put forward his arguments. He might have not argued the point as good as maybe some but uh, I think I've uh, given some good uh, rebuttals to his argument. He is against Christmas. I'm for Christmas. He watched a sermon of mine on Halloween and he wrote to me a little comment in there uh, on my YouTube uh, thread and it's, he said this, How do you feel about Christmas? Jeremiah 10 pretty much tells us it's no good. You never hear any churches speaking about these satanic holidays. I'm glad to see you are, and he's relating that to Halloween. God bless you, brother. Awesome message, as always. Now, Dee was always a big fan of our messages. My reply was, thanks again, Dee. I have a different outlook upon Christmas than many Christians who have spoken against it. The essence of Christmas is a mass for Jesus Christ in remembrance of his birth or his first coming. God used Christmas to trump all the pagan God worship in Rome and used the day to honour his son. Now the day Christmas is to be used as a testimony to all the unbelievers in the world who celebrate and honour that day, yet deny Jesus Christ. So we're going to use it as a witness tool. And I added, I love Christmas for that reason. It's the biggest celebration of the year and it is in honour of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ and his first coming. Satan has tried to create Santa Claus, etc., to change the meaning of the day. But we all know what the real meaning is. Thank God for the day that witnesses to our Lord Jesus Christ. Now Dee's response to that was, Hmm, that surprises me. All I see on Christmas is people spending rent money on their children's wants because they feel pressured by the world to do so. We teach our children made-up characters like Santa Claus, then tell them he's fake then are surprised when they don't believe Jesus is real. I believe Christmas is unscriptural and Jesus was not born on the 25th of December. And I said, in response to that, as I said, Satan created Santa Claus to steal the honour due to Jesus and the world has tried to refocus the day on materialism. Yes, Jesus was not born on 25th of December, but I love honouring Jesus on that day to my atheist friends and family. Because I see that day as this time of celebration and it's always in honour of Jesus and his birth or first coming to earth. We must keep in mind that Jesus will be glorified on this planet. He will be glorified. We must all remember this. And the fact that God has caused the greatest holiday of the year to honour his son Jesus is a miracle. And one that we can all use to witness to our unsaved friends. And D replies, Jeremiah 10 
and he doesn't quote the scripture what scripture he's talking about in Jeremiah 10, he just quotes the whole chapter. Jeremiah 10 plainly tells us it's that it's not the Father's will. It is man's tradition, which we are told not to follow traditions of man. The Catholic Church celebrates Christmas along with many other religions. I can't get behind that anymore. Guess we agree to disagree there. And I replied, no worries, I've heard these arguments for years in the churches I've been in, and although I understand where they're coming from, I don't get swayed too easily by these kinds of church trends. I remember when the anti-Christmas thing came in. I had an open mind to it, however it did not wash with me. JWs and Christian Dolphins are very strong against Christmas also, and many of their arguments have been used by born-again believers. Sorry, but I just love any day that is centred on Jesus. Then I continued, I'm asking you to have an open mind. As I said a number of times, I'm all for any day which is all about Jesus Christ our Messiah. I'm especially into helping believers and non-believers realise that the reason we celebrate Christmas is not because of Santa or reindeers, but in memory of when our Lord God entered into human affairs and became a man like us. And I love to witness to unbelievers and say things like, what are the two biggest seasons of the year? And they will answer Christmas and Easter. And then I'll say, so the two biggest holidays of the year are in memory of the birth of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, as well as the death and resurrection of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. I use these points to bring them to accept that Jesus Christ is the most celebrated man on earth, despite all the materialism and counterfeits who try to steal his glory. He responded to that. Satan is very capable of trying to twist things, which is why I believe Jehovah's Witnesses actually follow a lot of true doctrine. So now he thinks Jehovah's Witnesses follow true doctrine because Satan twists things. Mm. I think if he studied Jehovah's Witnesses' doctrine, he'll realize that it's been twisted. Yet they are fooled into believing Jesus was the Archangel Michael, among so many other doctrines. That's just one doctrine they're fooled into believing. They don't believe Jesus is the Son of God. You know, they don't even celebrate their own birthdays. So, you know, come on. Satan doesn't care how much true doctrine you follow as long as you're not following the real Jesus. Hang on. You know, just because we celebrate Christmas, that does not mean that we don't follow the true Jesus. He says, I look at Christmas as an opportunity as well to witness because many people ask me why I've stopped celebrating Christmas. In fact, I get persecuted from my fellow employees for not participating and then I share with them the gospel because they all look, just look at Christmas as a day to give gifts and pretend to be Santa to their children. No, he doesn't witness uh, to the glory of Christ. He's witnessing his own pet belief that Christmas is satanic. That's the only thing he witnesses. That's not witnessing, actually. That's just arguing. That's just pushing your own belief that, you, that you've created or you've accepted. It's a, it's a cultic belief. It's not true. I said to him, I said, look, before we go on to any deeper truths, I'd like to walk you through this one. So I want you to please bring the scripture to the table. Show me where it says that celebrating the birth of Jesus is satanic. Please don't just say Jeremiah 10. Please quote the actual scripture and not two pages of it, but be specific. So I, was, I just wanted him to show me because he hasn't brought any scriptures to the table. His response was, to address your first point, you said, come at you with scripture. Well, I've done that, and it seems that scripture was kind of dismissed. Actually, he hasn't come at me with any scripture except an entire chapter. I showed you where people were celebrating Christmas the same way they do now, and God said it was the way of the heathen. Sure, maybe back then it wasn't called Christmas, and maybe it was purely a satanic event, but these are the roots. Mm. Okay. 
I can't find any scripture saying it's wrong to celebrate the birth of Christ. Well, I'm glad you admit it, Dee. But you can't show me any that says we should celebrate Christmas. Oh, yes, I can. I say a 9-6. Christmas is a worldly tradition which comes from satanic roots. Roots. What I think we forget is that Christ was not born in this world. Did you hear that? He said, what I think we forget is that Christ was not born in this world. Oh, really? He wasn't here. What, did he just come as a spirit? He has existed ever since the beginning. And then he quotes John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then he actually uh, outquotes himself and says, John 1, 14, which says, and the word became flesh. So he was born in this world and dwelt among us. And we've seen his glory, the glory of this of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And then he says this, so are we really celebrating his birth or his death in the flesh? So I believe that mainstream churches are under the Catholic rule and follow their traditions. They take God's word and conform it into what they want instead of following what it says. The evidence is very clear. They all worship on Sundays, which was implemented by the Catholic Church. Uh, I will be correcting that, those points. I'm going to go through all these points. Most churches have phallic symbols. Well, I don't see that many on... I, I usually see crosses. Phallic symbols, uh, uh, um, Freemasonry tombs and things. Uh, uh, they, there's probably the few churches that does have them, but you don't say most churches when most churches have crosses. So he's saying most churches, not just Catholic churches. Most churches have phallic symbols. Well, our church doesn't. Anyway, the churches are not persecuted, and most churches are under the government rule as when they don't have to pay taxes, which is why, they, and now he really rambles, which the Catholic Church is so powerful because they are one with our government. He's, he's talking about the uh, ecumenical movement, which is going to be led by the Catholic Church, or already is led by the Catholic Church, and I agree with that, but really, what does that got to do with anything? And he says, but anyways, I'm getting off topic, and I'm glad Dee could see that. The fact is, Christmas is not of God. It's of man. Okay, well, there's a big call. The Bible was written by men inspired by by god christmas day uh, as as getting a day where the whole world stops for him and honors jesus christ or if they don't honor they're going to be held in judgment for not honoring god on that day that is also inspired of god i believe because how else that's a miracle that he's instituted such a, a phenomenal holiday the biggest holiday of the year in most countries is in honour of Jesus Christ. Now, only God could see something like that come to pass. You know, only in Islamic countries, don't they, they do not honour Jesus on those days. And, and I think Hindu countries and places like that, maybe atheistic rule dictatorships. But anywhere where, there's, where you, you're allowed to freely worship whoever you want, you know, they honour Christ on Christmas Day. So the fact is Christmas is not of God, it's of man. I don't agree with that. I mean, just look at how people behave around Christmas. Okay, so now he's using unbelievers as a reason for Christmas being satanic. They will do whatever just just to get a few extra bucks to buy their spoiled children things they don't even need. Then they will lie, lie to them and say it was Santa Claus who has the characteristics of God himself. He's omnipotent. He knows who's naughty or nice. Uh, that means um, he's omnipresent and omniscient. But anyway, he punishes the bad and rewards the good. Mm. Anyway, I know, but that's not the real reason people should celebrate it. Good, I'm glad you acknowledge that. I understand your position, but the fact is that's why they do. You know, I don't care what the, why the unbelievers, you know, do it. You know, it's got nothing to do with it. It doesn't change the meaning just because a few unbelievers don't celebrate it the correct way. Churches put up a tree and the, the same as atheists do on Christmas. whoopee do. The Catholic Church has a huge tree, up the same as in Times Square in New York. Yeah. Do you believe God would burden us with all these? Why is that a burden? And then he says all these holidays. 
He, he calls holidays a burden now. I mean, they're all the same. Easter is about a bunny, Christmas, Santa Claus, Halloween, ghouls and goblins, Valentine's Day about, a, about love that isn't even real. Well, I, don't, I don't know. When I first you know, started courting my wife, I sent her things on Valentine's Day and I truly loved her. It wasn't unreal love. It was real love. Anyway, it's what people see in movies, so the love of movies. So he's talking about, oh, it's only lust now. So everyone that sends someone something on Valentine's Day lusts, they don't really love. Oh, these are big, big calls. The list goes on. They are all designed to burden us with worldly traditions. And then he says, Matthew eleven thirteen, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. I don't know how that related. Anyway, and then he asked me uh, not to become offense, offended by this. It's why he hesitated to debate me. He didn't hesitate. He actually initiated it. But brother, please don't just dismiss my points. I know you're a pastor, but please keep an open mind and I will do the same. My last uh, piece on this. Firstly, you said to address your first point. This is uh, D speaking to address your first point. You said, come at you with scripture. And then he reckons that he did that and it seems the scripture was kind of dismissed. Okay, so I said, sorry, Dusty, quoting a chapter of the Bible, Jeremiah 10, and then saying that tells me that Christmas is a satanic holiday just does not cut it. If I preached like that, I would be shot down in flames and would never cut it as a minister. Quoting a chapter, yet not expositing upon the particular verse and bringing forth the truth is not quoting scripture. I did not kind of dismiss anything. I wanted to see it, what he's talking about. What, what in Jeremiah 10 tells me that you can't celebrate Christmas? Anyway, secondly, D said this, what I think we forget is that Christ was not born in this world. He, he has existed ever since the beginning. So I wrote this, did you actually read your words? You said Christ was not born in this world because you tried to cover it by saying that he always existed. Sorry, my friend, he was born in this world. Scripture declares it. Just because he always existed does not mean he was not born in the flesh and dwelt for a while among us. And because he was born in the flesh, I'll worship him all the more on his birthday, whether I know the actual day or not. And I added this, there is no scripture in the Bible which tells us that it is wrong to celebrate the Lord's birthday because it is a sacred thing to do. And remember, Isaiah 9.6 says, unto us a son is born, unto us a child is given. Jesus has been given to us as the Son of God, given to us as a gift, like a child born to us. This scripture tells me that just like my three children were given to me, Jesus, the Son of God, was given to me. And like my children, I will celebrate his birth. You know, you think about it. If you adopt a child and from Africa somewhere and you don't know where they were, uh, the date they were born, would you not create a date just to celebrate that once a year, just to honor that child's growth and getting older? You know, we celebrate birthdays because they're significant to to uh to the person associated with that date and you know a lot of kids that never had a birthday never had it celebrated you know they always wish they did know their birthday because it would make their lives uh, uh seem so much more significant it's an unusual thing to celebrate a birthday but it is such a holy thing to do d said this christmas is a worldly tradition okay Worshipping Christ, this is my response, worshipping Christ upon a day which a good part of the world stops for is as much a celebration of the Spirit by acknowledging God's Son's coming, his first coming, as it is what Satan has tried to do by turning it into a commercial pagan festival centred on Santa. So Satan has tried to take away the meaning, but that doesn't change the meaning. He's tried to get people's focus off the real meaning. That's all he can do. He's not allowed to remove it. 
it's been instituted by God, it will not be moved. But he, he, he tries to get our attention off it. But that doesn't mean that it's satanic, just because Satan's tried to infiltrate it. That only proves more to me that it's God's institution. Anyway, your concepts of days and worship, this is me again, your concepts of days and worship are very shallow in research. The book of Acts speaks of worshipping God on Sundays, the first day of the week, in honour of the day Jesus rose from the dead. Also, the Antinicene fathers, who were the disciples of the original apostles for a few generations before Constantine's Catholic Church in 300 AD, all speak of worshipping as a church on Sundays. My friend, you are trying to wipe out the celebration of the first coming of Christ the Messiah, because unbelievers celebrate it also and act like pagans at that time by sending gifts and not acknowledging Christ. That is a ridiculous reason. If I stopped being a Christian because a few unbelievers made fun of the Bible or a few ministers did evil, would you not say, Rob, don't judge Christianity by these unbelievers and false ministers? Well, I'm exhorting you not to let Satan's tricks to get people's eyes off Jesus with Santa cause you to say that the whole thing is a satanic, is satanic as a result. The cross of Christ is a symbol of hope and life, yet before Christ it was a symbol of despair, hopelessness and death. Jesus trumped the meaning of that pagan symbol. Jesus also trumped the pagan meaning of the 25th of December, which was when the Romans worshipped their emporium of gods. Now we do not worship these gods, but Jesus has toppled the gods of this world and the true God has taken over the day. Your points get ridiculous as you yourself try to persuade me that the meaning of these days is what Satan says they are. He's trying to tell me, just this is what Satan says they are, and that's what he goes around preaching. That's what he witnesses to people. He witnesses from Satan's perspective. You said, do you believe God would burden us with all these holidays? I mean, they're all the same. Easter is about a bunny. Christmas is about Santa Claus. Halloween, ghouls and goblins. Valentine's Day is about love. That isn't even real. Firstly, I've never burdened. I have never been burdened by a holiday. I must say, I so look forward to having holidays. That is scraping the barrel point that's what i think you're just scraping the barrel with that point secondly you speak for satan and try to tell me a fellow christian that easter is about a bunny and christmas is about santa claus that is what satan teaches why are you teaching that we need to teach people the real meaning of the day point to jesus and tell them it's about jesus and his first coming to earth not santa it's about jesus and his death and resurrection for us not the easter bunny and halloween is not comparable because it has nothing to do with jesus you know there is no scripture which tells us not to worship jesus on christmas day nor is there one that tells us not to celebrate his birth and his first coming in fact there are many scriptures that speak of jesus birth on the planet and his childhood all the more reason to honour his coming, in my opinion. You said earlier, and I didn't quote this when he said it, uh, you said you won't be moved because you think you are standing on Scripture, but you are not standing on Scripture. You have not presented one Scripture to me. Actually, I just think you're extremely anti-Christmas because of some false teaching you've received. You said Jesus was not born in this world. Wow, what a deception and what a false and misleading statement to base your argument off. Your points are deceived, your attitude in relation to Jesus' first coming is wrong, and I believe you should read this email a few times until you understand my points a little better. Now his response, and I said other things, but they're more uh, just personal, you know, uh, loving remarks. Uh, but he, he just replied with a simple sentence, You know what, Rob, you're right, I apologise, sir, God bless you, forgive me. And then I wrote back to him, I forgive you and I've never not forgiven you I've never you know held this against you 
but he's never talked to me since, as in he was com commenting to me all the time and now he doesn't comment at all. So he's obviously got his nose out of joint. But the fact is I'm, I'm not going to uh, take this sort of objection to a celebration of the first coming of Christ. Like, that's important, man. You know, when Jesus came, that was the most significant event in history. When he died, it was the most significant event in history. His coming, his life and death and resurrection are the most significant moment in the earth's history. And man, we should celebrate it yearly. And, and the unbelievers should celebrate it too. Amen. And that's what they do. Yeah, okay, they don't honor God, but they're going to be judged for it. They'll be judged for how they treated his, his days, the holy days that God instituted. But, you know, to go and speak for Satan and try to abolish the day, as a Christian, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that Christians actually think like that and want to destroy a day that God's instituted. And I'll tell you now, they won't succeed because it's there for good. Satan knows it. That's why he can't remove them. So what Satan tries to do is get our focus off the meaning of the day, point the meaning of the day to Santa or, or the Easter Bunny or whatever he does. And this thing he really said about Halloween is another one of these. Halloween's got nothing to do with Jesus, right? It's all about Satan. It's honoring Satan. It's, 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 I've done the sermon on Halloween anyway. Now, this little bit of an excerpt that I'm going to, or it's not an excerpt, it's an actual sermon, a short sermon I did on Christmas Day. Unfortunately, there's, there's a baby in the background that's squawking quite loudly and, and interrupting many of my sentences. And it can be a little bit annoying, so please bear with it. Uh, I tried to uh, modif moderate it with through audio programs and stuff, which I'm not that good, good at doing, but I, hopefully it's not too bad. But I just give a few extra points to re-establish what I've been saying now. Uh, but I hope you enjoy this, and I hope if you've ever had a problem with Christmas Day and Easter and thinking it's pagan worship or whatever, uh, that you'll, you'll come around to seeing that, hey, this is about Jesus, the Son of God, the one that I love, the one that died for me. Amen. Amen. So God bless you guys. And thanks thanks for supporting my ministry. Thanks for everyone out there that um, regularly listens to our ministry and, and all that we uh, do in our ministry. You're a blessing to us. And I love your comments. And I, if you send me emails, I personally try to get back to them as quick as I can. I've got a bit of a backload at the moment. But, you know, please send more and I'll get back to you uh, as best I can. God bless you. And may Christ just keep on guiding you and directing your paths always. And uh, I can't wait to meet you all in heaven, if not sooner. And uh, it's going to be wonderful. Heaven is going to be wonderful. I can't wait for heaven. But I can wait as well, you know what I mean? But uh, it's, we are going to have the most wonderful time there with, with our eyes, um, seeing the Lord Jesus, seeing the Father, you know, and, and being able to just abide in their presence, worshipping them in spirit and truth, and just, oh, man, I look forward to it. Anyway, God bless you all. six to seven it says this and I'm sure everyone knows this well the King James says for unto us for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he'll be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father and prince of peace of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end he'll reign on David's throne and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever and the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. It's a fantastic scripture, isn't it? So the sermon is simply called Why We Celebrate Christmas. 
you know, because there's a lot of people who tell you you shouldn't celebrate Christmas for a number of reasons. In relation to why we celebrate Christmas, this scripture is one of the reasons. It's, it's a section of text uh, and it's the most quoted section on Christmas cards. It's on so many Christmas cards. Yet most people don't realise that it was written about 750 years before Jesus even came to earth. Isn't that amazing? Something that's on plastered on Christmas cards and people quote all the time in reference to Jesus as an obvious reference is a 750-year-old BC text. That's an amazing point that we can all make when we talk to people about Jesus and when they look at the Christmas card. That that proves that God is behind Jesus Christ, doesn't it? In it, Isaiah spoke of a son who was given to us. And that son was not our own son, was it? It's not our own son. It's a son who was given to us, given to us by, by God. He then spoke of an even more futuristic prophecy. If you read the rest of it, and he says, of the increase of his government, there'll be no end. He'll reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it. Is Jesus doing that right now? No? So what we got is that in one scripture, what we have is a reference to Jesus uh, being a son given for us. And then in the next verse, it says, of the increase of his government, there'll be no end, and he's going to reign on David's throne. So we got a 2,000-year-ago prediction, and then we got something that's going to be at least 2,000 years later as well. So another prophecy of the millennium and beyond. Jesus is coming to reign on David's throne at the second coming. At the first coming, he came as a lamb prepared for sacrifice. A futuristic prophecy of his coming government, which will be set up at his second coming, and the increase of this government during the millennium and beyond, it will increase in, and it will become greater and greater and greater and greater. And we'll wonder, it will be so great, we'll be wondering, how can it get greater than this? And it will keep getting greater. Yet in hell, it's going to keep on getting worse and worse and worse. And they'll be wondering, can it get any worse than this? Yes, it can. <laughs> it will keep getting worse. So don't go to hell. Make sure of that. Amen? No one wants to go there? Why do we celebrate his birthday? Many so-called Christians do not celebrate Christmas. Do Jehovah Witnesses celebrate Christmas? No. Brethren, some brethren, exclusive brethren or, or whatever, they don't celebrate Christmas. There's quite a few that don't. Uh, they believe that we do not have an exact date for his birth, so we don't celebrate it at all. They believe because we don't have Jesus' birth date set in stone, then we shouldn't celebrate it. I don't agree with that. However, if you adopted a child and did not have a birth certificate, would you create a day in the year to celebrate the child's birth? You would. If you adopted a child, you probably might make the date of its birthday being the day that you adopted it. You'd think, yeah, well, okay, we know that she was maybe born in the spring or he was born in the spring, so we might make it the first day of spring. We'd give the baby a birthday, wouldn't we? When we have God's son who came to lay his life down for us, he made himself a little lower than the angels that he created. He made himself lower than the angels so that he could come and lay his life down for us. So it's just right that we honour him with the days. I think Jesus should be honoured with more days. I think we should honour him. We should have a God the Father day and a God the Son day. For a Christian not to get involved in Christmas, it's ridiculous. To say, oh, we honour him every day, why should we honour him in this season? Because it's such a testimony to unbelievers. Here's the unbelievers coming in to celebrate Christmas with us. And they're honouring, without realising it, a lot of them, most of them, they honour Jesus on that day because they give him that day and it's a, the most special day in the year for most of us. So it's only right that a Christian should get on board with that.
yeah, let's acknowledge Jesus on that day. This is his day. And if he did come on a certain day and was born, then let's give him a birthday. You know, you still honour him every day, but you honour him even more on his birthday. So why we celebrate Christmas on the 25th of December? And I'm just, I'm not going into extensive detail about this, but so, and I just wrote here, so man found a day to honour God's son and the Roman church placed it on the very day that they honoured all their pagan gods, which was 25th December where all the pagan gods of the Roman Empire were honoured on that day. Isn't it just God to cause men to do this? That he turned a day in which the pagan Roman Empire worshipped their gods into a day when a good portion of the world worshipped the one and only true God, Jesus Christ. So what he did, he, he took a day which was getting, giving honour to so many gods and he stripped those gods of all that honour. They don't have any of that honour anymore. Who worships Zeus today on Christmas Day? Who worships any of their, you know, emporium of gods that they have? We only worship Jesus, okay? Most people will honour Jesus on that day. So that's a really important point when people try to tell you we don't celebrate Christmas because it's, it's uh, a day when the, all the pagan gods are worshipped. He took the image of the cross which the Romans used to instill fear in the people, to cause people to go, wow, I don't want to step out of line with the Roman Empire. Look at that cross. There's a person hanging on it. And he took, Jesus and God took that cross there and they turned it into a symbol of hope and good fortune and, and love, ultimate love, ultimate sacrifice. And if you look to the cross and Jesus Christ, you will be saved. He died on that cross for your sin. Do you know what I'm saying? So the Romans are spewing because their, their cross was, all that power of fear was taken out of it. Yeah. And all the power of the, of the holy day which has been taken from, from them as well. We no longer even consider these other gods for God has made it all about Jesus. So we celebrate Christmas also as a testimony. God has instituted the two biggest holidays of the Western calendar in honour of his son, Jesus Christ. And this testifies to believers that the God they worship is truly God. Isn't that amazing? The, the two biggest holidays in the Western calendar, and this is atheists and agnostics and everybody gets involved on these two days. They can't help it because they're public holidays. And it's all in honour of Jesus Christ. We all know that. We all know that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, don't we? But am I going to continue to tell you that Jesus died for your sins? Yeah. I've got to keep telling you. I've got to keep telling you. I've got to keep making sure you not only know it, but you live by it and honour it in a respectable and honor, a way that is fitting before a holy God. So the fact that the Western world stopped for this day speaks of God's power to cause this day to be honoured despite man's attempts to stop it. How many men have tried to stop Christmas Day from being a public holiday? I know there's a growing move at the moment with people trying to get rid of Christmas as a season. Yeah, there's people that hate God that much. They want to remove it. They got the Bible out of schools. They got prayer out of schools. They succeeded in doing that. And if you'd said to someone 100 years ago, do you know in 50 years' time they're going to have the Bible out of schools and, and prayer out of schools? No one would have believed you, but they've managed to do that. They're now trying to get rid of Christmas and Easter. There's moves of people trying to do this. They try to just, uh, you know, relate it to everything but Jesus. Uh, it speaks loud and clear to unbelievers who celebrate it also in that they stop to acknowledge Christmas Day despite its true meaning. Yet deep down they know what it's about. 
If you really get to the bottom of it with absolutely any unbeliever, if you get to the bottom of it, what is this day about? They'll say everything but Jesus, but when you get down to it, they'll say, yes, it's about Jesus Christ. And I think in some ways we've got to point that out to some people. Why are you celebrating this day? You know, what's it really about? Is it about the presents? Is it about Santa Claus? Is it about the elves and the reindeers and the Christmas trees? Is it about all that? Or is it about something greater? We celebrate Christmas because of what he stood for. We celebrate Christmas as a family and give gifts to one another because that is what Jesus stood for. When we give gifts, that means something. There's meaning behind it. When you open your gifts, I want you to think of this meaning. He adopted us into his family when we believed in his death on the cross for us. Amen. When you accept Jesus as Lord and Saviour and you accept him into your heart, he adopts you into his family. So now you have a family in heaven, in the person of Jesus Christ and, and the Father and the Holy Spirit. He came as the greatest gift to mankind which God could ever give. And that's the gift that he came to give them. That was himself. He laid his life down for us as the ultimate gift, the ultimate sacrifice. So when you open those presents on Christmas morning, remember that the gifts you open are symbolic of his gift of salvation which he gives to us. So when you open those gifts, say, thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Just remember that. Just acknowledge that because it's not all about the, the next best little computer game or whatever you get or whatever you receive as your gifts. It's not about that. It's about Jesus. And when you receive the gifts, receive it with thanksgiving to God. Because if it wasn't for God, you would have nothing. If God didn't rain down blessings on your lives, you would have nothing. Do you know what I mean? And we've got to remember that, keep remembering that. We can get so materialistic in this world just thinking about everything we can buy and all the things that we can have and all the you know, money we can make and all this sort of stuff, but we wouldn't have any of it if it wasn't for God. So just uh, honour him with, with thanksgiving on that day. One of the things we've always done is we sit down as a family and just sing happy birthday to Jesus and then we honor, and we pray as a family, then we open our presents. We've been doing that for many years, haven't we? And I think it's a good, you don't have to necessarily do it if you're in an unbelieving family. You know, just go into your room and pray before you open presents. Don't rush in and grab them from under the tree. Spend a bit of time with God first and thank him that you've been given such a wonderful life. Christmas is about Jesus. Did you know Christmas not, is not about Santa? It's not about Santa. It's not about reindeers. It's not about little elves or Christmas trees. It's all about Jesus. Our parents were unbelievers and they taught us about Santa Claus. And we were taught to believe in Santa Claus. But we don't realise that Santa Claus is an idea of Satan, Satan's idea. He's a deceiver. He's come to deceive the masses into believing it's all about him and nothing to do with Jesus. So when we train our kids to believe in Santa Claus, even if they only believe for the first five or six or seven or eight years, we know kids that are nine <laughs> still believing in Santa Claus. What we've done is we've deceived them for that period of time and we haven't shown them the true light, which is in Christ, that Jesus should be honoured. And he's a jealous God. Jesus wants all the glory. He doesn't want to share the glory. Jesus should not have his glory shared with Santa. Jesus should not be looking down and seeing this kid so consumed with Santa that they better go to sleep early, you know, and be good for Santa so Santa brings the gifts. Jesus doesn't want Santa acknowledged for the gifts that he's blessed you with. Now, we might think, oh, what's it going to harm? You know, it's only a little 
kiddie thing for kids. But you know what? It, it's, we're dealing with a jealous God. We're dealing with a God who gets less glory than he should get as it is in a lukewarm church, a church that doesn't honour Jesus as, as they should. And then we go and strip his glory on that special day and give it to someone else that's not him. And this is important stuff. We don't want to be found judged in relation to something because we didn't want to spoil the kid's little fantasy of there being a Santa Claus. You know what I mean? Jesus deserves all the glory, not Santa. He deserves nothing. He doesn't even exist. I'm a little bit passionate about it because it's always infuriated me. But um, Jesus deserves all the glory. He's a jealous God and he wants that glory. We should not give it to anyone else except Jesus. And, okay, we've got to understand one thing. We don't go to somebody else's children and spoil, the, <laughs> spoil their little fantasy, but with our own children, I believe. So, Lydia, Santa's not real. thought I'd break the news to you. <laughs> All right, just, just checking. My brother spoiled it for me when I was about four years old. He took me to the boot of the car and he opened up the boot and he showed me all the presents. <laughs> See, Santa doesn't exist. <laughs> I was broken hearted. I don't feel sorry for me. I should have known that. But my parents should have told me it's Jesus. I didn't even know Christmas. Do you know what? As a kid, because my parents were atheists, I didn't know anything about Jesus up until I was about 20 years old. That's no joke. I was completely ignorant of Jesus until about 20. I didn't even equate Christ mass in it. I didn't even see Christ's name. I didn't even acknowledge Christ. I didn't know who Christ was. So when I found out about him, I was like, wow, he's been around all this time. He's in the title of our the greatest season of the year. And then I started to, it sort of fell into place for me. So Satan realized that he couldn't get rid of a day that God instituted. He can't get rid of it because God says there's going to be a Christmas day and there's going to be an Easter and I'm going to make sure it happens because I want my son on it, right? So he couldn't get rid of it. So what did he do? He twisted the meaning of the day then Jesus would not be, so that Jesus would not be glorified. So he invented Santa Claus to distract all, because the day's going to be there and Satan knows it, so he's going to distract a generation and another generation and another generation away from Jesus so the day is harmless anyway in his eyes, harmless to Satan. No one's going to believe as a result. It's pretty clever of him, isn't it? So now atheists and other pagans worldwide can celebrate a day safely without bringing any attention to the real meaning. Because if you ask them what it's about, they'll say, oh, it's about Santa Claus. Oh, it's about the presents. It's about the reindeer. If you ask them about Easter, it's about the chocolate eggs and the Easter bunny. He did that as well. Isn't he clever? The Easter bunny. They don't even lay eggs. <laughs> Let alone chocolate ones. <laughs> Should have been an Easter chicken, shouldn't it? So this is a terrible deception, and but we know the truth. Amen? We know the truth. I'm just reminding you of it. And we must honour the reason we have Christmas. We must honour it and give Jesus all the glory. Don't let any other deceiver have any of it, not a drop. So let's take our communion now and honour Jesus with the, for the wonderful day of Christmas in honour of his coming to earth to teach us the truth and to die for all who would believe and follow him. Amen. Yes. Let's let's look to him. Yes. Him alone.